You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everybody, once again to a brand new episode of Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Good to see you guys again. <laughs> Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. You can see us as well if you're a patron. You can see us uh, via Zoom, these Zoom calls we're making. If you're yeah. noticing, our audio is still not up to our usual standards. We are recording via Zoom, so cut us some slack. We're still social distancing. But we have we a new a, patron. Yeah, we got a new patron this week. <laughs> well, whether he wanted fin- to be or not. Finally. The last you know, remaining low brother has <laughs> succumbed to the patron. So bad news, guys. I'm out of relatives. <laughs> you you guys are going to have to like go to some family reunions and hand out magnets or something. Oh, I don't do uh, that anymore. I, I'm not against that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, welcome, uh, Coach Mayor Jared Lowe is our newest patron. It's his That's birthday right. or something this around now isn't it about it's about to be your birthday too it's <laughs> my surprise birthday don't tell I, me oh okay sorry i've been i have that on my calendar that this is it says lowe's fake birthday coming up right yeah usually around july jared's is the middle of june here um so yeah you can uh pledge one dollar gets you access to our secret facebook page where you can vote in polls like jared just did for the first time Mm. Get, uh, intoxicating i'm sure you yeah. get some chat you can chat directly with us because we're so hard to find uh normally <laughs> right. we will respond directly to you on there or uh if you don't want to do the patron thing you can, you can just cash out cliff a dollar i think that's true i'll, I'll accept that <laughs> yeah until um until until yesterday i didn't even know what cash app was yeah, i and, don't uh, yeah, and Michael had to explain it to me. Oh, and uh, first he he said, "Well, don't don't you have Venmo or Cash App?" And I said, "What am I a drug dealer? <laughs> what am I a mailman?" <laughs> <laughs> I did stop down. I I texted Michael today, and I I stopped down and see Remington um, at his place of business and buy some stamps. And uh, I thought of Michael today. I I told Remington he I said I need a I need a book of stamps, and he's like, oh okay, no problem. Brought them right out to me. We're talking a little bit, and I said, you know what? Give me two books. Whoa, big spender, big spender down at the down at the stamp selling store. Two and, books of uh, stamps. It takes me a long time to use those nowadays because I don't I don't. Oh, use too many stamps. Yeah, I won't have to buy any for a long time. But I thought of Michael. I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna support him. Keep keep his job security going. That's right. We need the mail. I'm on vacation. Did I mention that? No. I start vacation today. Next ten nights off. 
Wow. So yeah, I got a new vi- got a new video game came out today, Last of Us Two, and got a new board game, Back to the Future. It's probably the tenth Back to the Future board game that's came out, but this one looks at, like it might be good. So the hmm. other ones all suck. I didn't buy any of them, but if it is really good, I might record a little video. Yeah, you should do that. I was watching a video on YouTube today. Uh, Carly and I were about a channel we watch all the time that does um, does a lot of '80s stuff. Special. He he does '80s toys, and he's a big collector and stuff. And he and he was talking about the lack of toys um, that there were for 1985 when Back to the Future was released, and you know there were so many kids that were just clamoring for action figures and a DeLorean and, and there was just nothing until they had a few when they released back to the future Two. not a lot, but a few. And in the same way, and I could, I related to this when he was talking, the, the same thing happened with ghostbusters. When ghostbusters came out in 84, there was no toy line at all. Yeah. There was a soundtrack. I had a t-shirt and that was that was it. You just had to, you know, you had to make yeah. it up yourself. So yeah, when Back to the Future came out, we I I, remember, I think I said before we went to Zanesville to a KB Toys and I bought a the Volterra skateboard that he had in the movie. I mm-hmm. skateboarded through the mall. <laughs> I was so excited. Good times. Well, they had the hoverboards, but the government bottom on warehouse them on area 51 i think so yeah yep uh so that's the plan play a board game play play a video game this week watch movies stay home you're gonna get the quarantine experience that we had a couple hell yeah yeah okay yeah that's what's gonna happen so as we uh as we mentioned it is juneteenth june 19th uh celebration of the end of slavery in america um, is this going to be a national holiday now? Finally, I, it is. It it, I, it is or it isn't. I'm not a thing I'm, yet. Yeah, I mean, it sure. shows up on my calendar on my phone automatically on my app. It it has for well, so does my fake birthday. So that doesn't tell us. Anything. True, but I put that in. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 have nothing to add to this conversation. America is going through a complicated That's why we haven't time said anything right yet. Yeah, right. We are three fairly white people. Yeah. Uh, we we have checked our privilege. We we're not trying to horn in any the whitest. Cliff's the whitest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going, you know, if we were rating, we should rank. Let's put a poll out. Who's the whitest? <laughs> um, ironically, has his brown jersey on. That's true. That's true. Hey, I, I went on. My wife and I went on a little walk uh, this evening after dinner. That's where what took me so long. Right. And uh, as a, we were walking downtown, I had like three people just randomly yell at me. Yeah. Uh, not not in a bad way, no. <laughs> like a normal. But right. but yeah, they were like, "Go Browns!" I was like, "Yeah, got my jersey on." Um, I I just looked it up. It says <laughs> Washington. Um, today, senators on Friday announced legislation to make Juneteenth. 
a widely observed holiday that marks the first federal order to free slaves in Texas on June 19th, 1865, a national holiday. I was going to, I thought we could uh, get rid of stupid Columbus Day, which is my birthday, October 12th. I've always had Columbus Day, uh, you know, which growing up, I was told how great that was, this idiot. But uh, anyway, get rid of that. Do the Juneteenth. But then I, I forgot that they already, a lot of places replaced Columbus Day with indigenous people today. So we don't want to just forget about that. So, yeah. Anyway, they'll sort it out. Sure. We usually do 100 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, not. we're we're a pop culture podcast. That's we we don't usually talk politics, but oh, if you want to get uh, yelled at by us, go on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set you straight on there. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get a little looser on the the Facebook page. We'll, we'll tell you what we really think, and then we'll delete it immediately so there's no uh, evidence. Of it. That's no right. Trail. No trail. But but to me. It's almost all one and the same anymore. Politics is pop culture and entertainment. And we have talked forever about representation and what that means and how important it is. And to me, yeah, pop culture is American culture. It is seeing yourself reflected back and telling your stories. And that's like there's there's very little more important than that to me. I know all movies and TV and all this nonsense we talk about, it's all silly and frivolous. But it it it's I mean it shaped us how how we came to be, what we believed in, you know, we who we viewed as heroes and what we thought about and fought for. Like, you know, it had a huge impact on us growing up, as it is everyone in America. So I I just. I can't imagine. I, I just read during quarantine, I picked up the the epic collection of Thor, which is the original run of Thor and Journey into Mystery, like 25 issues of Thor comics. And it was so glaringly obvious there was not a minority face in the book. 25 issues of comics, and there's not one non-white face in the entire book. Uh, and I, white. It was full color. <laughs> But it was oh, very white. I thought there was an epic collection. Okay, sorry, go. No, but I can you imagine growing up, you know, reading a book, watching TV, and you don't see anyone who looks like you? We didn't have to worry about that. That was not a problem for us. We had plenty to choose from. But it's just, you know, it's not that long ago. There was so little out there representing a whole race of people. And then when there were you know, you'd see they were bellhops or, you know, they'd unloading, pa- you know, unloading luggage from trains and stuff. And it was like they were the lower class. Or it became the Gone with the Wind, Song of the South sort of thing, where it was whitewashed away that everything's fine, everyone. Let's whistle while we work and put the past behind us and, and just enjoy our time together. Like, which maybe wasn't, it wasn't insidious, I don't think, on their part. Maybe it was sort of, they thought it was a healing thing. They didn't see any racism behind it, but I don't know. It's, it, to me, it's, it's blatantly obvious at the moment. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited about these times. As much as the last four years have been a, a, a hellscape, 
um, this recent change, you know, these recent marches and everything. It's like, it actually feels like there is change happening or there's, we're right on the cusp of some, mm. something huge happening. A lot of people are super scared about it. And, you know, uh, and I'm like excited. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this, something could happen. So hopefully, you know, like Dave Chappelle was saying, if anybody, you guys watch that 846, it's like, good, yeah. you crazy kids. Good job. Get, stay out there. You know, it, it, it's, it's I, I hope that they can keep this going and everybody can vote for the right people and support all these causes and put your money in the right things and actually get somewhere. I assume people felt like this at other times in history, like things were changing and things have changed right, some yeah. in, in history, but this just feels like another moment that things went so had to go so bad for something good to come out of it. And right. Right. You were but saying yeah. about gone with the wind. Uh, yeah. I, um, like there was all that overblown about them removing that from HBO max. Is, is that that's where it was, right? I believe. Yeah, and we've we've talked about that before. Where rewatching that, you know, it's a classic, you know, important piece of cinema. But rewatching it today, you just see that uh, that that so obvious attempt to make slavery fine, and the old South is a glamorous place that we've we've somehow lost something magical when we've lost the glory and grandeur of the old South, and it's it's just icky. Mm-hmm. And so HBO Max was going to have either some sort of disclaimer, as Disney Plus has done, to add context to it and history, you know, put it in historical context. And they removed it before doing that, and people kind of flipped out because you're you're erasing our history. Right. No, the movie we shouldn't erase the movie. You know, it's a it's an important piece of art. But yeah, it, it, it's important to have context to it as well. Because yeah. to me, I'm, that that's that movie has has that's what people think of of the Civil War and the South. You know, there's very little of the black and white you know history book text. You imagine Scarlett O'Hara and the and the wonderful beautiful dresses and Rhett Butler and dashing heroes, and it's like that was not the reality of it. This was the much later revisionist history of it. Right. Right. So. Obviously, yeah, it was not not that big of a deal, and all they're doing is putting that disclaimer, like you said, and maybe they shouldn't have took it down while they were doing that and <laughs> drawing all that attention to it. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's exciting, but I'll, I'll just be very clear because I'm part of this podcast, and I I speak for me, but I feel like I speak for all of us. To be very clear, we're for all this. We're not, I, I don't care. I want to be clear. I don't want to be like, you think we're not telling our real thoughts here or anything. I am all for this progressive change and don't be scared of people getting to have the same rights as you. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I do believe in systemic racism, no matter what my father says. <laughs> I'll be very clear. Um, yeah, to me, it's not a controversial statement. Like, I don't love, I don't want to talk about my politics, and I don't think anyone cares what my politics are. Right. To me, it's not equality and justice are not controversies. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. Right. Yeah. Just even in the in the pop culture landscape, like you said, it's changing so fast. When, you know, Vanessa Morgan from Riverdale can tweet out, "Hey, I don't feel like I'm being properly used on this show." 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being sidelined and the minority characters are. And it's like she's not immediately fired by some powerful corporate executive. Like changes are happening. You know, John Boyega can go out with a with a bullhorn and and shout to the masses, and Disney's like, "Go, buddy!" Like it's it. There's a yeah, yeah. There's a shift happening for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I worried there at first when companies started speaking out. I was just like, "Okay, is this just hey, we're we're you know, this is the popular thing. We want to know we're behind it type of deal, or is this for real? Hey, we are behind this." And there's, there's always some of that. There's always the, oh, this is, you know, this is a way to market ourselves and some cynical thing behind it for corporations. But with a lot of these companies, you know, they didn't, it wasn't just a, hey, we're putting a statement out and then we're going to forget about it. I don't feel like this time. Uh, Some of these companies have continued to donate money and an effort and uh, support for a, a lot of things that are happening right now and for a lot of people, you know, out there protesting and stuff right now. So like isn't it ridiculous that just a couple years ago nobody would have anything to do with Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. And like now the NFL is like basically saying we were totally wrong and, and that just blows my mind. It's like what you've wished for. And, it, right. and it's like how can you where the, these players coming out and saying, oh we, you know I think I understand now. What he was saying was this was like it was clear as a bell before. It's like you're full of it. Yeah, uh, there, there. I mean, the man and and everyone that kneeled at an NFL game, they were very clear why they were doing it. It was just this counter. Spit, oh yeah, we're we're spitting on the flag apparently, right? Even though it's nothing like that. I, I, that's a so very, all these people, these these Drew Brees and Tom Brady and all, all these guys, long after they are forgotten, people are still going to be learning about Colin Kaepernick in school. So, but yeah, the, that protest at least then was a very difficult conversation to have. The one we're still trying to have today, and it was very nuanced, and there are complications on both sides. But just saying. I support the flag. I stand for the flag. I support the troops. That's simple. That's an easy line to draw. So people, you know, for good or ill, they're going to, they're going to make the easiest argument they can. So we don't have to have the complicated one. Well, we've kind of forced the issue now. We're, we're having the difficult conversation. Right. Well, we're going to stop because we, like I said, we're three white guys that have nothing to add. Go listen to some, some uh, voices from, some people out there that you know are represent that the communities that are have been oppressed, and that's who I'm listening to. I'm look, look, following a lot of people on Twitter, you know, reading and watching a lot of videos, and just trying to listen to all these voices and educate myself more and more. But that 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 to me is the biggest shift of all. As I as I white explain this to people. Oh, please! Is that a word? Uh, like they, we're hearing their voices now, it, you know, even back, you know, whatever it was, the seventies or whatever, we started getting more minority faces in and then, but it was still kind of tokenism and it was just sort of, well, we have to put a black character in, but those shows were not written by minorities or directed by minorities or created by them. So it was just sort of, Oh, they're the kooky best friend or they're the, the sidekick. And, and, it's only been very recently we're getting, you know, more 
honest portrayals because we're we're there we're we're allowing other voices to to raise up into the uh, into the arena here. Well, I, I don't know it's so much we're allowing it. It's just finally those voices are refusing to back down. You know, they're just if we have to go to the streets and shout it out, we're going to do that until somebody until you're forced to listen to us. Yeah, I had pals listening. <laughs> I'll I'll wrap up my my speechifying with I had I will be vague. I won't mention any names or anything, but I had someone contact me who has a young relative, a young nephew who is not white and he's a huge superhero fan. And he said to his mother, he didn't like how he looked because he didn't look like any of his favorite characters and said it just broke his mom's heart. So this relative contacted me asking, is there anything, are there any superheroes you can help me find? So she came in, we got Black Panther, Static Shock, Miles Morales. We got a stack of books for him. And uh, it broke my heart. It did. Yeah. It, like, Luckily, there's stuff out there. Mm-hmm. You're able to lead them the right direction. And yeah, like I said, this stuff is all silly and frivolous, but sometimes it's not. Well, we have a kooky best friend. So we we are going to do uh, one of our favorite segments. And for the audio podcast, uh, Cliff, now is when you drop the hot shot. The right there. get some more representation on Kapow here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After some debate, um, uh, well, I don't know if it was so much a, de- a debate, but after... We, made a, we were making a lot of suggestions of yeah, trying we made to a get list. some representation here, and thinking we came, actively. Yeah, we came up with a, a lot of great choices that we could have done any of them. Almost. So, so we chose of, of, but of them... <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> no, we were trying to get some representation. So we we were, we're starting this week with Samuel L. Jackson. What you know? Can't believe we haven't one jobbed him yet. Well, I think we were kind of afraid because his his yeah. filmography is a little. I, I think I brought him up once before, and I was just like, ah, uh, I don't. It's almost like I don't want this messed up. So nobody messed this up. Is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> But we, he's got quite a catalog. Yeah. Going back to the early 70s, 
spent a lot of time as a bit player. You'll see him pop up as just a, you know, hood number two in some crime movie, you know, in the early 80s. Like, oh, wow, that's Samuel L. Jackson. So very long career. Huge. I, I believe he is. He not like the top box office draw in history know. with all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, I think that, he, he passed the record recently. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best. He's he's incredible. He's been, he always brings it. Uh, I mean, absolutely one of my favorite actors. Um, well, let's go way back here. Let's go down the list here. Uh, these aren't necessarily in order of when they happen, but just kind of the less known things. I'm trying to, like you say, he's been in so many things that there's a billion movies on here that you've never even heard of. But uh, let's see, like Rules of Engagement. Do you got, remember that one? The Tommy Lee Jones and Guy Pierce, Ben Kingsley. I remember saying that years ago. Um, Changing Lanes with Ben Affleck. He's in Jungle Fever. I didn't know he was in Jungle Fever. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's got a small part. Um, Shaft. Uh, did I don't I don't think I've ever seen any of the Shaft movies. Hold on. He worked three years as a stand-in for Bill Cosby on The Cosby Show. What? (laughs) On Wikipedia. Wow. I did not know that. Uh, The Negotiator. He was a a pallbearer at Martin Luther King's funeral as well. I read that that the other day. Mm -hmm. Wow. What? And... I, want, I feel like there's a story there. What? Uh, I know he's told that story before on a talk show or something. I don't remember the exact details. He was part of some organ, whatever organization it was. He was part of it. Hmm. Um, Black Sink Moan. Love that movie. Yes, I knew. I was gonna say I knew you would bring up. We already got um, "Long Kiss Goodnight" on and an, an immortal meme from that movie of Sam Jackson in the oh yeah in the yeah. white. Uh, sleeveless T-shirt, giving the glare with the big beard. What's the what do you call his shirts? I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> they're they're just tight. Uh, they're uh, <laughs> ribbed undershirt. <laughs> anyway, the uh, long kiss goodnight we've already got in the in Kapow history because we that's what we inducted Gina Davis mm-hmm. in for. Um, in a controversial pick, but uh, Cliff and I were unanimous. Yeah. Um, Coach Carter, A Time to Kill. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, yeah. Um, I guess he's in these triple X movies. I don't think I ever watched one. Uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snakes on a Plane. I'm going to confess I've never seen Snakes on a Plane. I haven't either. Me I don't feel like I'm missing anything, but if we, if I am, please let me know. Yeah, I feel like I got the gist. Hard Eight. That was good. Um, Another great movie. Yeah, let's see. Coming to America, he robs the McDowell's. If I, as I recall, he comes mm-hmm. in. Um, Kong Skull Island. Yep. Yep. He was good in that. Yeah. Didn't. Uh, Little known fact, Michael saw that in IMAX. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's in True Romance. Why am I not remembering who he was in that? Must have just been a small part. Um, 
getting up in the big stuff now. Of course, Mace Windu and all those Star Star the Wars prequels. prequels. Um, he was in Shaft, the remake. Yeah, I said that, but uh, I've never seen that. Then um, Nick Fury in the Marvel movies. I mean, this guy's those two roles take up a lot of movies. Uh, of course, Mr. Glass and Unbreakable and Glass. Um, he's in Do the Right Thing. Apparently, he was in a Kingsman movie. Um, of course, he's Frozone and The Incredibles, which is great. I love that. Um, Where is my super suit? <laughs> yes, great scene. Um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, I just watched that the other day. Probably, I would assume my introduction to him. I don't know that I. That's probably the earliest movie I'd seen him in. Oh, really? Jurassic very, Park. Very memorable role. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he hadn't had his breakout before then, had he? I don't think so. Yeah, probably Pulp Fiction not. was after that. Yeah, yeah, a year later. Um, and then yeah, all the he's been in so many Quentin Tarantino movies: Django. Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, Glorious Bastards, he narrates, I believe. Um, just, I'm sure I possibly missed something, but we put a poll up, correct? We mm-hmm. did, yes. Does anybody check that? Yeah, I can look at it here. We, right. we had one vote from Valerie Lowe for Frozone and the Incredibles. Yeah. One vote for the OJ, Mr. Jesse Starcher for Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. Which, I I mean, that, what a great choice to use the Mark Miller version of Nick Fury. I mean, perfection. Yeah, he's not the classic Nick Fury, but he had a comic book basis for, uh, you know. Right. And and Sam Jackson is a comic fan. He collected comics growing up and, and understood the role and brought something special to it and then two picks both my brothers justin and jared jules winfield from pulp fiction heard of him and jared gave a comment i'll give a shout out to die hard with a vengeance oh i didn't mention that it's great in which he holds his own with john mclean yeah and also from his more recent movies he was great in kong skull island which was a dumb but really fun movie but he has to go with Pulp Fiction on this one. It's like Sam Jackson distilled, distilled down to his perfect essence. I don't think I disagree. The uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is the second best Die Hard. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I love that. I, I probably watch that as often as I watch Die Hard. It's, mm, it's very good. Yeah, really good. And I love he, uh, him, yeah, him playing off John McClane is so good. Them two bickering the whole movie and yeah. solving yeah. the puzzles and clues, like yeah, he it's, he it's definitely great. elevates that movie. And, and yeah. it's got a great villain with Jeremy Irons. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. I like riddles. They do, do all the riddles and puzzles and stuff. That's good. All right. So, any thoughts? Well, <clears throat> so many thoughts. So many thoughts. To me, just, this is like the hardest one we've ever done, but also the easiest. Yeah, like, like, I feel like the answer is so obvious, but there's also 50 other answers that would be pretty good too. Yeah, 
for anybody else. Right. I, I feel like, Cliff, you're going to give us some weird left field answer. So, so do you, it. Let's give hear us it. your crazy out-of-the-box yeah. thinking. You know what? I think you're going to be surprised, but but I'm not going to do that. And uh, I, I think it's um, – I, I think I'm going with my gut instinct on this one, and it was actually Pulp Fiction. Uh, very interesting. Well, I was going to say, I, I think I've said before – that well first off pulp fiction i believe on my list last year was my number two movie of all time and the my uh, my favorite character in any movie ever is jules winfield so it's i i think it's the perfect match of character and actor I, I will say this. Um, I was a little surprised that, that Valerie voted for uh, Frozone from the Incredibles movies because it's good enough. I really, I mean, as a character. I'm surprised you didn't vote. Yeah, I, I'm a little too. But as a character, I, I love him in that. He's, I mean, he's Frozone, but it's he's just Samuel L. Jackson in both movies. He's not playing a character. Sometimes that's, I wish I was just Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sometimes that's all you got to be, and you're already many levels above everyone else. But it, but well, another Pulp, an, another fun fact: he was born on the exact same date as my mother. Wow! So every time I see him in a movie, I think, "Wow, how is my mom not that cool?" <laughs> <laughs> He's, he got it all. That no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, I just think that that character is like is so many things. It goes through so much in that movie and he's like just perfect he's funny but intimidating and he's yet he's still like thoughtful and what you know and mm -hmm. having these conversations you know struggling with how things work and yet can be menacing and dangerous and and then becomes very introspective towards the end and and the greatest line reading in any movie to me is Ezekiel twenty five seventeen at the end, and in the booth when he, you know, that whole scene, every scene he's in, but that that whole scene, just him talking to Ringo and Honey Bunny and just going through, you know, finding his wallet and everything. But when he re reads that line reading again, and you know, talks about how he's never really thought about what it meant and you know he's trying Ringo he's trying real hard to be the shepherd <laughs> so that, that's just the great it gives me chills every time I think about it I love 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 it and, and when he says McClunky oh yeah. oh man <laughs> but it's so it's so good that's 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 a perfect movie and he's perfect in it yeah I'm trying to th like I don't know if I even remember the first time I saw that movie and like, yeah, that the way it's, it's a long movie. There's a lot of stuff going on, but that ending is so tense and so perfect. Like I, I don't even know. I can't imagine seeing it again for the first time. You can't it's be tense. We're going to be, got to be like three, three little Fonzies. <laughs> What's Fonzie like? It's cool. Correct. And and John Travolta is he this was his star remaking role and he's I don't like him that much in this movie. 
he's kind of a blank slate. He just kind of – he is, again, he's the meme who's just like, where am I? He's wandering around. Like, it's up to Sam Jackson to kind of carry the two of them in every scene they're in. Now, had either one of you or both of you said um, Nick Fury, I would not have been surprised. I kind of knew, I kind of figured that's who, this is the way it was going to go. But had somebody, either one of you said, and I I could have easily gotten on board with that because Mm. I do, I love him in those movies and all of them. Well, I think, my thing is, I think, He's great as that, but he's just Sam Jackson. And I think Pulp Fiction is at, at a much higher level. Like it, it's not, they're not in the same oh, yeah. ballpark, ballpark for me, but I, you know, I, I love him in that stuff too. But. Well, via, that would be a, a good loophole via our rules to get every Marvel movie ever made onto our list. True. True. Yeah. But contrary to Pulp Fiction, I do remember the first time I saw Iron Man. And that final scene of him saying the Avengers initiative, like mm-hmm. that as a comic nerd my whole life, that moment, he sparks everything from then mm-hmm. on of that, yeah. you know, you, you thought you're the only one. It's like, oh my goodness, something, this is going to happen. And it was just, it was, tur- it was, it was made real in that moment. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I do remember seeing Pulp Fiction for the first time because I saw it at Town Square Cinema there in downtown Parkersburg. And I went with a friend of mine who we both swear, we both remember it that the other one wanted to go see this movie. Like, I I feel, I remember it, I didn't know what it was and, you know, went with him and he remembers it the other way. Well, I don't know, but we were both very pleasantly surprised. And people stood up and applauded at the end of that movie. It was, I was like, that was the greatest Thing I'd seen in a long freaking time because I had not seen Reservoir Dogs. I had missed that the two years before that, but I was very impressed. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't so, get to see Pulp Fiction until I had already become culturally, you know, yeah. it was referenced in a million other things, and I knew half the scenes that were in it. So yeah, I, I didn't have the, the pure experience, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters with that movie too much. Um, I would say a couple little, uh, the ones that made my list, say Heart Eight is a great one if you haven't checked it out. Paul Thomas Anderson, his first movie, John C. Riley in a serious role. Sam Jackson doesn't have a huge role in it, but he has an important one. Uh, Black Snake Moan, for sure. Uh, he's an old blues musician, and the, one of the final scenes in there of him like he refused, he hasn't picked up his guitar in years, and him going to a bar and playing this blues song is is one of the best scenes. Of I believe that was life. on one of your favorite musical moments. Musical list. moments, indeed. Uh, yes, Unbreakable. Uh, any given day, that might be my oh, favorite movie of all time. Incredible. And Bruce Willis is like so understated in that movie. He barely talks or moves or has an expression. So. It's up the again. Sam Jackson has to save all these sub other subpar performances, but and I'm not saying that was a subpar performance, but it was no, a but. it was a flat performance purposefully. So his uh, his his color he adds to that uh, movie again makes it. Um, I I think his best performance might actually be Jackie Brown. He is so good in that movie as Ordell, the 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 gun runner. Uh, 
that again it's not pulp fiction but a lot of people have kind of dismissed it they saw it expecting pulp fiction 2 and it wasn't that so if you haven't watched it or you haven't watched it in a long time go check out jackie brown again it is wonderful and i i said again it might be his best acting performance whereas i think pulp fiction is iconic but it's still it's sort of i don't know it's become if every line is you know the quotable iconic line he 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 disappears a little more into the character in Jackie Brown, and I think the same way with Django Unchained as the, as Stephen, the way he flips between, he's oh, so yeah. like jovial and nice, with you know the master of the house, and then he goes to the back, to the other slaves, and he flips, and he is just cruel and on top of everything. So he's kind of playing the fool in front of in front of. Uh, but Leonardo DiCaprio, right? And he just—you can just see it in his eyes how he switches when he's not around. So again, that probably in the latter day, he, he does have a tendency to just play Sam Jackson in every role. But yeah, that—that that might be his best performance, latter day Sam Jackson. Mm. But I—I I don't know how I can pick anything other than Pulp Fiction. I, I said I, I love all these movies, but it, it's still kind of an easy choice for me. So I, I'm not. I don't know that it's a it, it's that difficult. Of a yeah, it's not it's nothing against all other things. We can only pick one job, and I refuse to let that, you know, not be a part of the universe anymore. <laughs> this is very this is very serious stakes here. So we got to keep Pulp Fiction and our uh, patrons. Their vote added up to Pulp Fiction, then, right? True. If two people voted for that, so, so it's, it's a sweep. It's a four to nothing. So, uh, in the I think he was he showed up the most in my top one hundred two. He was like in twelve different movies on my top one hundred, which is almost as prestigious as you know any other award he's won um well he's never won an oscar that's why i said that. Yeah. he was nominated for best supporting actor for pulp fiction and nothing ever nothing else ever it's crazy it's that's crazy. a crime ah so in the annals of history sam jackson will forever only exist as jules winfield from pulp fiction we did it. Good one. Write it down in the book. It's it is it is happening. I organized the book a little last night because I had a bunch of these in my phone and a bunch of the book. They're all in the book now. Good, good. It's only official when it hits the book. When it hits the Gray's Sports Almanac that we keep all the time. So, thank all right, you. Does that, does that we should wrap up wrap that up up there. All right, well, hey, thanks for joining us once again. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. If we didn't talk about your favorite movie or you have an alternate opinion, please let us know. Uh, Facebook page, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And we will talk to you again soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. There he comes. I feel like I'm always in the same corner here, but you guys move around all the time. It's your meeting, baby. We're just <laughs> yeah, we're just living in it. All right, hey, there he is. Video, video, audio, audio. <laughs> I can hear you. Hmm. Here comes the other one. Trying to be like Jordan, I got books behind me. Is that like a spinny spinner rack, or was it? That's pretty cool again. It's um, it's an old gift card rack from Big Lots, years and years and years ago. I think I took it out of there like I don't even know what year, early two thousands probably. What are we doing? Oh, snap. Oh, wow. I, 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 I have a... I was sitting here flipping through my copy of old uh, Godzilla versus Barkley. What? How long have you had that? I have had this for... Two one, days. One week. <laughs> just, just open it up a few seconds ago.